Hello, this is Diksha from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the third of April. India registered more than eighty-nine thousand COVID-19 cases in the last twenty-four hours, which is the highest single-day spike in infections since September last year. The total COVID tally now stands at over one crore twenty-three lakh. 714 deaths linked to the virus were reported in the same period taking the death toll past the 164000 mark more than 7.30 crore doses of covid vaccines have been administered in the country so far of which more than 30.93 lakh were given yesterday the third phase of the vaccination drive began on thursday under which all people aged 45 years and above will be vaccinated With Maharashtra recording more than 47,000 COVID cases in the last 24 hours, Chief Minister Uddhav Thackeray warned of putting the state under lockdown again. Thackeray said that he would consult experts and political leaders and come up with a decision in two days. Authorities in Pune yesterday announced a night curfew in the city from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. starting today. The Karnataka government, meanwhile, issued fresh restrictions to contain the spike in the state. Seating capacity in movie theaters and bars will be brought down to 50% and physical classes for students of class 6 to 9th will be suspended. On January 11th, Prime Minister Narendra Modi had announced that the world's biggest vaccination campaign would start in India on January 16th. The target was to vaccinate 300 million Indians in quote-unquote next few months. As of March 31st, India's vaccination program has given 65.1 million doses of vaccine with 9.3 million Indians having had two doses. These figures look impressive, especially when presented as absolute figures in lakhs as done in press releases by the health ministry. In his opinion piece on newslaundry.com, Jammi Rao analyzes what has become of the government's vaccination target through available data and surveys. To know if the current vaccination figures stack up to the target set by the Prime Minister in January, go to newslaundry.com and read the piece titled "Is India's COVID vaccination program the world's largest or slowest?" Globally, the coronavirus has infected more than 13 crore people so far, while more than 28 lakh people have lost their lives to it. More than 7 crore people, meanwhile, have recovered from the infection. The Election Commission yesterday barred Assam Minister and Bharatiya Janata Party leader Himanta Biswa Sarma from campaigning in the state and talking to the media for 48 hours. Sarma was barred for making threatening comments against Bodoland People's Front leader Hagrama Mohilari. As per the EC order, Sarma had said and I quote, "If Hagrama does extremism with former militant leader MT Batha, he will go to jail. If Hagrama encourages Batha, he will go to jail." already got a lot of evidence this case is being given to the nia unquote after this comment the election commission had asked for a justification from sarma but the explanation given by the politician was found unsatisfactory the congress which is fighting the assam elections in alliance with the bdf had filed a complaint with the ec it had said that the central agencies are not tools of the bjp to be used for electoral gains It demanded that the Assam minister be disqualified from contesting the elections and prohibited from campaigning. The party had also asked the poll panel to issue directions for filing an FIR against Sarma. In the neighboring state of Bengal, the BJP has approached EC to take action against Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee over violent incidents in Nandigram. 
clashes took place between TMC and BJP workers while the chief minister was visiting a polling booth after hearing of rigging allegedly being done by the BJP. Banerjee was stranded in a polling booth for two hours during the clashes and was escorted out by armed personnel. However, BJP leaders and union ministers Prakash Javrekar and Mukhtar Abbas Nakhvi met the election commission officials and claimed that voting had been going on peacefully at the booth before Mamta arrived. Javrekar also accused her of holding a press conference at the booth. Her rival in Nandigram, TMC-turned-BJP leader Suvendu Adhikari, accused her of doing quote-unquote drama and stalling the polling process for two hours. An EC official who had been sent to the booth, however, said in his report that polling was not disrupted at any moment. Regarding the allegations made against Mamta, the poll body said that a separate complaint had been filed and sent to the Special General Observer and the Special Police Observer. In Tamil Nadu, the Income Tax Department yesterday raided the residence of DMK Chief MK Stalin's daughter Senta Marai and some party leaders. Responding to the raids, Stalin said that they will not bother him. He added and I quote, I would like to tell one thing to Modi. This is DMK. Do not forget that. I am Kallainar's son. You cannot scare us with such raids. We will not surrender the entire state to you like AIA DMK leaders after some IT and CBI raids. Unquote. The DMK sent a letter to the Election Commission alleging that the Income Tax Department was quote unquote being used as a sword and as a pawn in the hands of the BJP. The letter said, and I quote, There are no reasons as to why these searches are being conducted few days before the election date. Intention of the AIDMK-BJP-led alliance is to somehow or the other tarnish the image of the DMK, unquote. The letter further alleged that the DMK was being targeted because the BJP sensed that the Dravidian party was set to achieve a massive victory in the state election. Speaking of the assembly elections, Nidhi Suresh and Aditya Varya's latest ground report from Kerala is about the marginalised Adivasi community of Vainad. They spoke with Binu, an Adivasi woman from Vayanad, who had a question for the politicians contesting the current election. They are all sleeping in nice air-conditioned rooms, right? Then why can't they turn around and look at us at least once? She asked. Binu's is one of the three Adivasi families that have settled on a small inclined clearing overlooking a large gazing field. According to the 2011 census, over 1 lakh people in Vainad are Adivasi, making 31.24% of the district's population. Though their numbers make them a strong voting bloc, the Adivasis are easily the most ignored community in Vainad. To know more about how Vainad's Adivasi communities feel abandoned by politicians, go to newslaundry.com and read the report titled, Why Don't They Look At Us? Vainad's Adivasis are angry with politicians. Apart from Kerala, News Laundry is covering the Bengal, Assam and Tamil Nadu elections as well, reporting on the political dynamics at play and the issues that impact the lives of voters, from corruption to socio-economic development and more. We are bringing you the stories that matter this election season, while much of the legacy media, as usual, is busy running political banter and name-calling in the name of election coverage. You can catch our election coverage on our website newslaundry.com as well as on our social media handles. For legacy media, government advertising accounts for a sizable chunk of their revenue. The ads, however, come with strings attached. The government uses these ads as a stick to beat the media into compliance.
This is why at News Laundry, we do not take ads from the government or private corporations. We run solely on the support of our subscribers who pay to keep news free. So, if you want news that is fair and factual without political agenda, support us today by hitting that subscribe button on the top right corner of newslaundry.com. Subscriptions start as low as 300 rupees a month. The Narendra Modi government has alleged in a letter to the Punjab government that migrants from Uttar Pradesh and Bihar were being employed as bonded laborers on farms in the state given drugs and exploited the Indian Express reported Friday. The letter comes in the backdrop of farmer protests along Delhi's borders. The protests against the center's new farm laws led by farmers from Punjab have been going on for months now. The Ministry of Home Affairs in the letter dated March 17th said that BSF officials had rescued 58 such laborers from Gurdaspur, Amritsar, Firozpur and Abohar districts between 2019 and 2020. The center alleged that these laborers were hired by human traffickers with the promise of a good pay. It added that the matter was of quote unquote overwhelming enormity. The Home Ministry directed the Punjab government to investigate the matter and respond about the action taken in this regard on a priority basis. Criticizing the letter, the farmer leaders protesting against the farm laws said that the letter was an attempt to malign their protests. A 15-year-old girl died in Uttar Pradesh's Meerut hours after being abducted and gang-raped by four men, the local police said yesterday. The girl was abducted while returning from a tuition class. The Hindustan Times reported that the four men stopped her, took her to an isolated spot and raped her. According to the newspaper, the girl consumed poison after she reached home. Her family first took her to a local hospital in the village. She was later taken to a hospital in Meerut where she died. Meerut's rural police chief Keshav Kumar said that the girl has named the accused men in a purported suicide note. The victim's family however have alleged that she was poisoned by the accused. Referring to the incident, former Uttar Pradesh chief minister and opposition leader Akhilesh Yadav wrote in a tweet and I quote, "The news of the kidnapping, gang rape and poisoning of a student in Meerut is extremely sad and fear-inspiring for society." unquote. And now for some international updates. Security forces in central Myanmar today opened fire on anti-coup protesters in a military crackdown that has claimed the lives of hundreds of people a human rights group in the country the assistance association for political prisoners said today that the violence has left 550 civilians dead since the military took over on february 1st according to the group 46 of the people killed were children and more than 2700 people have been detained by the military or sentenced Meanwhile, India yesterday condemned the military crackdown in neighboring Myanmar. Ministry of External Affairs spokesperson Arindam Bakshi said at a press conference and I quote, "Let me be very clear. We condemn any use of violence. We believe that the rule of law should prevail. We stand for the restoration of democracy in Myanmar." unquote. He also urged for the release of political prisoners in the country and said that India was willing to support attempts at resolving the prevailing situation. When asked about the people from Myanmar crossing the border into India, he said that the central government was dealing with the matter as per law and humanitarian considerations. On the matter of a diplomat from the Indian embassy in Myanmar attending a military parade in the country on March 27th, Bakshi said and I quote, "We have a functioning embassy in Myanmar. 
our ambassador, defense attache and other diplomatic officers continue to discharge their regular diplomatic responsibilities. Unquote. March 27th was the day when the neighboring country's security forces killed more than 100 people in a violent crackdown. Bakchi's comments come after the authorities in Manipur, which shares a border with Myanmar, asked five of its districts to quote-unquote politely turn away the refugees from Myanmar trying to enter the state. The Mizoram government, on the other hand, has provided refuge to people crossing the border. Chief Minister Zoram Thanga has said that it was his government's duty to provide food and shelter to people from Myanmar. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.